This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. What is up, you guys? Such an exciting Pop Talks. Today, we have breakups, we have makeups, we have exclusive tea that you will only hear on Morgan's Pop Talks. So I'm super excited for today's episode. You know, how's 2022 going for you so far? Uh, not great for old Morgan PW over here. It's okay. If you are a uh, prayer, if you are a good viber, if you're a manifestationer, send anything my way. You guys, I think I'm a COVID long hauler as I sniffle into the microphone. I mean, you guys know I've had, I had COVID. I don't have it anymore, but I got it uh, the week of Christmas at the beginning of the week. But I had been sick for like literally since Thanksgiving, whether it be, you know, eight pounds of mucus. I'm sorry. I know, you know, that, that image is not great while you're listening to this podcast, but hey, it is what it is. So I had that and then I lost my voice. Then I got this bad cough. Then I got COVID and now I still have this cough and I've been on two inhalers. I've been on codeine, which makes me pass out at like two o'clock, which I'm not entirely mad about that. But uh, I had to be put on like different medication yesterday. So I'm just really struggling through this. And I'm like, am I a COVID long hauler? Ain't nobody got time for this. I have things to do, podcasts to record. So anyways... Just keep me in your T's and P's, your thoughts and prayers. It sucks. But anywho, let's get into this week's pop three, the biggest headlines of the week. I want to start out with this exclusive tea that you will only hear on Morgan's Pop Talks from the one and only former Real Housewife of Orange County, Megan King. We've done two deep dives, two deep dives, which is like 20 minutes worth of investigation on Megan King and her relationship with Cuff Biden Owens. Of course, you guys know they got married in October. They got divorced two months later. So if you follow along on my TikTok and my Instagram, you guys know that every week I try to do some promos for the pod. Like I'll make a video saying in this week's deep dive, blah, 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 blah. So I did a reel on Instagram on Megan King. I have the audio for you guys. I want you to listen to it. In this week's deep dive, we are getting to the bottom of why Megan King and Cuff Biden Owens got divorced two months after their wedding. According to E! News, long distance played a role in the mix. I think that is not true. They put out this huge story about how Megan was in St. Louis, Cuff was in California, and they just could not make it work because of distance. Megan would not do that to herself and her three small children again. We all remember Jim Edmonds. 
So then there's this post that she put on her Instagram asking for good marriage tips after two months of marriage. The post had red flags written all over it. We get more into it on the deep dive on the podcast. You want to take a listen? The link is in the bio. So I'm just browsing around, browsing about on Instagram Monday night, minding my own business. And when I say that, I mean getting into everybody else's business on Instagram because that's what we do. I'm checking my DMs. And who is it? It's Megan King at your service, blue check mark and all. I hate the anxiety that comes with getting a DM from a blue check mark. I'm always like, oh no, what did I do? What did I say? Did I say something bad? Anywho, here's what she said. Megan King in my DMs. Saw your reel. Nicely done. Didn't listen to the podcast, but now I have to do my own deep dive into speculation rumors. LOL. So I responded to her and I said, I'll read all the headlines for you. You can just come on the pod and set the record straight, you know, in regards to what happened with her and Cuff. This is what she said back. Not setting any records straight on this, dot, 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 but I think my statement said it all. I'm wondering, same as you. Megan King scares me a little bit, like even over DM. You know what I mean? <laughs> like not setting any records straight on this. I'm like, okay, Megan, I'm sorry. You know, like I do not want to be on her bad side. Like, I, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean to disturb you today. But then at the end, she says, I'm wondering the same as you. What do you think that means? I want you to think about it for a second and see if we come to the same conclusion, okay? Think about it. I'm wondering same as you. I mean, it's not rocket science. Here's my conclusion. He left her and she doesn't really know why. She said, I'm wondering same as you. And then I'm like, well, what was her statement? Is it that Instagram story that she was talking about where she's like, I'm rattled. This situation is profoundly devastating. This is obviously not what I imagined when I made my vows, shocked, saddened, you know, that one. My friend asked me, she was like, I told her earlier this week, she's like, are you going to share what she said on the podcast? You know, she's like, are you going to ask Megan if you can share it? And I was thinking about it because I d- you remember when the whole Caitlin Brissow thing happened. I asked her, I was like, yo, do you mind if I spill this tea. And I'm like, you know what? No, I ain't asking Megan. I'm just doing it. She said she didn't listen to the podcast anyway, so I know she's not going to listen to this. She's DMing an entertainment news and tea page. She wants me to tell people. So here I am telling you that according to Megan King, she does not know why she got divorced either. So let's move on to another split. This one comes from Bachelor Nation, Marissa Gunn and Riley Christian. Maybe? Possibly? I don't know. Bachelor Nation has been trying to get to the bottom of this Riley and Marissa split. As of right now, when I'm reporting this podcast, nothing has been officially announced but I don't think anything needs to be officially announced here. I would say these two are done. So the circulation started when fans noticed that Marissa deleted all of her recent pictures of Riley. The only ones that are left are like the People Magazine exclusive, which like if I am a regular person, which they they are, you know, they just get cast for this reality TV show. The Bachelor were like their 15 minutes of fame. So I'm this regular person and I get engaged on Bachelor in Paradise. And People Magazine does an exclusive on me, but then I break up with said fiance. That's the only time I'm ever going to be in People Magazine, you know? So I'm keeping that photo on the grid just to show the world, hey, look. One time I was important enough to be in People Magazine. Anyways, that's not the only clues. She posted an Instagram story, one that said, all that glitters is not gold. And then another story where it looked like she wasn't wearing her ring. Some people said she was wearing it. Some people said she wasn't 
wearing it. It was it was really hard to tell in the video. And that's one thing, no matter how many times you explain it to me, I will not understand the image flip on the camera. You could literally spell it out for me. Like you take a picture or you're doing an Instagram story and because it's like in a mirror or something, the image will be reversed and I'd still be like, what? What? It just does not compute in my brain. So here are our sub-tweets of the year. Let's start with Riley. He said, try not to be stagnant when facing obstacles that are beyond your control. Just do what you can. That way, when things finally do fall into place, you'll be able to hit the ground running. That was a recent post. He also did some Instagram story about like, keep the positive vibes alive. No matter what you're going through, keep the vibes. So this other tweet from Marissa, a little bit older, December 20th. Also sounds a little sketchy. It says sometimes you just have to see people for who they are and not the potential they have. So who knows when the issues began, but I've said it before and I will say it again. If a female does the social media scrub of your behind, it's over. It's a wrap. And this is where I'll be honest. And I've been keeping this opinion off the internet because people can be really mean sometimes. But Riley, I don't know if I ever really believed Riley. To me, he seemed like a smooth talker, you know, knows what to say, knows what Marissa wanted to hear. Something about him, I don't know, I just never fully trusted it. So there's that. Anywho, as one relationship ends, another begins, and I have been calling this for weeks, months, not years, because we've all been watching them on Summer House. But anyways, Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard are dating, kind of. So Hubhouse and Carlito are now an item, and their couple name on this pod will be Hubito. We are combining Hubhouse with Carlito, okay? They both went on interviews this week confirming their relationship. I'd love to see the convo they had before they both did these interviews on the same day because I'm pretty sure Carl did one with Us Weekly. Lindsay did one with Page Six. Did they text each other and were like, okay, let's see if we can get interviews in major publications on the same day so we can release a statement and let the world know that we're together. And how funny is it? Page Six is probably like, we got the exclusive. And then Us Weekly is like, no, we got the exclusive. <laughs> Literally, the interviews came out at the exact same time. I thought it was hilarious. So here's what Lindsay said in page six. We're definitely dating. Okay, right? The bells are ringing. We're loving life. But then she says, we don't really talk in labels, Carl and I. But we're very much together. We're very happy. So they haven't had the DTR. They have not defined the relationship. You're my boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend. Seems a little off from Lindsay who made a detailed timeline with her last boyfriend, Stravi, of when she wanted to get engaged, married, babies. But Carl and her, they don't do labels. Maybe Carl's bringing out another side to her. I don't know. She also said, we've always had this thing for each other. Sometimes you'll look back and be like, was I just filling the time until I was ready and he was ready? If you've been watching Summer House for a long time, you know they did try dating before. Season three, I think, or maybe season four. It didn't work out. And she just said, timing is just an interesting thing. When we tried to date a couple of years ago, we were both in such very different headspaces. I honestly feel like I tried to cover up my feelings, but I don't think those feelings ever died. Timing is 
everything. I mean, if you watched those old seasons of Summer House, Carl was not the Carl that we know and love today. You know, he is into his sobriety journey. He's just making better decisions. And, you know, I feel like our hearts broke for Carl when he lost his brother last year um, because of addiction. And I think like maybe that was a big wake up call for Carl to maybe change gears in his life. So to see him, you know, have such a devastating thing happen in his life and for it not to lead him down the wrong path and instead lead him down a really happy and healthy path is really, really good, I think. And it just makes my heart warm. But like Lindsay said, timing is everything. You know, David and I, my boyfriend uh, who's in London, who I miss, you guys. I haven't talked about David on the pod in a while because I'm just, I just miss him. He's coming back soon for my birthday. It's in February, but still. David and I dated 10 years ago and then we broke up because I was um, just graduating high school. He was in college and at the time he was going back to South Africa. You know, the timing back then when we were so young and had some growing up to do wasn't right. Now look at us. We've been together for four years. This year is going to be a good one for us, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. I know my mom's listening. We're just going to keep it moving. But yeah, so here's what Carl said in Us Weekly. He said the bond we've had over these summers and over our life, the last six, seven years, you know, it's been incredible. He explained that his recent life changes, like I said, his sobriety has taken him in a new direction and made him more attractive to people specifically. I mean, I'm sure he's talking about Lindsay. He said, Lindsay and I's relationship has grown immensely in the last year because of my sobriety and where I'm at. Things have gotten more romantic. I'm very happy where we are right now, we're just happy. He is a smitten kitten in this video. He just can't stop smiling and it's so cute. Carl also said that we'll start to see some of this play out on Summer House, which comes out next week. I can't wait. They said specifically that at Kyle and Amanda's wedding is when, you know, the tide started to turn, which we got our first Craig and Paige confirmation picture on social media at Kyle and Amanda's wedding. So maybe some of that love rubbed off on old Habito. And here we are. They're together. Oh, joyous day. All right, you guys, there you have it. That is this week's pop three. We're going to take a quick break and get back to our deep dive all about Mary Cosby. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Okay, you guys, it's time to get into the deep dive portion of the podcast. This is the time in the show where we dig a little bit deeper. We answer your burning questions. Every week I take submissions on my Instagram. What you want to know about this week, it's all about Mary Cosby. Can I just say before we get into it, if you submit a response to the deep dive, even if you just want to make your profile public for like 24 hours. If you are private on Instagram, I can't message you back to be on the podcast. Just something to think about. But this week we have our deep dive from 
Lorelai. Hey Morgan, this is Lorelai from Bellevue, Nebraska. I need to know your thoughts on Mary Cosby skipping out on the Salt Lake City reunion. Can you break down all the rumors around her and do you believe them? And I just wanted to say I love your podcast. It is the only one I listen to and it's one of my top things to look forward to every week. All right, thanks. Bye. Thank you, Lorelai. Love you like a sis. If you know, you know. Mary Cosby. Where do we even begin with Mary Cosby? Season two of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mary has been an integral part of this franchise's popularity. Whether you think of her as good or bad, the story about her marrying her step-grandfather did get a lot of people intrigued about the show. Some of you may be wondering, if you don't watch The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, why did she marry her step-grandfather? It's a weird sentence to have come out of your mouth. In order to inherit her family's Pentecostal megachurch and its accompanying fortune, Mary Cosby married her step-grandfather, Robert Crosby Jr., through a provision in her grandmother's will. So they've been together for 20 years, and they have a teenage son. Kind of weird, right? We all agree it's a little weird. She's been pretty problematic in the generalizations and... You know, to put it quite bluntly, the racist remarks that she has made on the show. And, you know, these are direct quotes. She compared Jen Shaw to the Mexican drug cartel. She thought she was complimenting Jenny on her, quote, slanted eyes, which is obviously extremely offensive to say. Those are some examples, and there are many, you know, whether you want to look at season two or season one. And we got word this past week that Mary Cosby skipped out on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion for season two. It seems like Mary didn't want to have to answer for that, you know, because she didn't show up to the reunion, which taped last week. I was listening to Andy on his radio show, and he did address it on his Instagram story. Somebody asked, like, did Mary skip the reunion? And he said yes, but he went into more detail on his uh, radio show. He said she didn't show up, which was disappointing to him. Um, Andy said he had a sense that she wasn't coming. Apparently, they talked on New Year's Eve um, a few hours before he was calling ABC and Ryan Seacrest a bunch of losers on CNN. But anyways, he said that Mary was not finding gratitude in being on the show anymore. And he said he told her, you know, when you don't show up to a reunion, no matter what's going on, you allow other people to control your narrative as your last gesture. And he said he wanted her at the reunion to have her say leave with her head held high, and then make the decision on whether or not she will come back next season. She ain't coming back. It's over. So there's a lot of rumors about Mary and her church. And I'll just say this about the outlandish things that come out of her mouth before we get in all of these alleged things that are not necessarily fact, you know, lawyers in case they're listening. But here's what I have to say about her actions, you know, on this season and the previous season and the stuff that she says. If you don't know that saying, you have pretty slanted eyes to someone of Vietnamese descent is offensive. How are there people out there who trust you to pastor them? I've been around a lot of pastors in my day. Fun fact, never, ever have I ever heard any pastor say something like that. You have to know better. And the thing is, like, I just don't trust Mary in general. Sure, she's 
entertaining for reality TV, but anyone who marries their step-grandfather to inherit a business and its fortune, I just don't trust you to lead me to Jesus, you know? (laughs) So then Mary gets on Instagram and she says like, reality TV is junk food for our brain. And in the same way that junk food rots our teeth and makes us sick, bad reality TV rots our brains and makes us rude. It's a quote from Dr. Marsha Sirota, a psychiatrist. Okay, Mary and Dr. Marsha, I don't question your life choices. Well, actually, I do question Mary's life choices. But I also like junk food, so I don't care that reality TV is junk food for our brain. Bring it on. You only have one life to live. You might as well eat and watch what makes you happy. She also said, reality shows have a negative impact on our children. In more ways than one, these shows focus on bullying, aggressive behavior, and unhealthy competition, and kids often tend to confuse reality TV with the real world. Kids should not be watching The Real Housewives. And I don't think little Susie at six years old really cares what Meredith Marks is doing with her life. She's just looking at someone to blame for the ignorant things that come out of her own mouth. So as far as whether or not her church is a cult or whatever, all these things that have been alleged both on the show and off the show. I don't think legally I can say any of that on the pod, you know? Disclaimer, these are just opinions, lawyers. But we are going to review some of the things that have been hurled out there, at least on the show. You know, Lisa said her friend Cameron, who recently passed away, mortgaged his house and gave Mary 300 grand. Jen told Lisa on the show that her own cousin, Jen's first cousin, Jen's first cousin's best friend, okay, does that make sense, goes to the church and Mary has them apply for food stamps. I also take everything Jen Shaw says with a grain of salt, so, you know, do what you want with that. But Mary has said on the show, I never ripped anyone off. I don't need to. I was born in money, okay? I didn't ask for it. It was given to me. Well, You may not have asked for it, but you didn't marry your step-grandfather to get said money. So I wouldn't necessarily say it was given to you as much as you did what you had to do to receive the money. So now there's this interview on a podcast called Sherelle's World Podcast. She's also on Instagram. She's a TLC and a Bravo blogger. She had this man on. He says he's Mary's cousin. His name is Dan. They talk about how Mary gets her money. You know, she claims that she has these businesses, uh, one called Beautifully Done Events. There's a daycare that's connected to Mary's church and then King's Copies, which apparently does like billboards. Mary's cousin Dan is like, you think a daycare and some billboards brings in millions of dollars? They say, no, the number one source of revenue is from the church. That's what Dan is saying on this podcast. Dan also says, and this is wild, allegedly in all capital letters, Cameron, yes, the Cameron that was on this season that mortgaged his house, had an affair with Mary. And he does go into detail about that. That's a rumor. But Mary having an affair with whoever, whether it be Cameron or somebody else, to me is like the least surprising scandal. She married her step-grandfather. She's not in love with her husband. Everyone, you know, I think everyone deserves love. 
and wants love. So, like, to me, all of these rumors and alleged things, I'm like, if it comes out that she had an affair, I'm like, yeah. Shocker, you know? There's a lot of stuff in that podcast. I encourage you to take a listen to it and make your own opinions. I just don't necessarily want to get sued, so I'm not going to go too deep here. But here's what I've learned when it comes to this type of stuff, you know, just researching more into it over the past year running these pages is that where there is smoke, there is some type of fire. I don't know what that fire is exactly, but like I said before, I don't trust Mary to tell the truth. And at this point, there has been too many people, too many stories, what have you, for there not to be some truths hidden in there. I think that there's some sort of delusion when it comes to Mary. You know, I think what pastor is going to sign up to be on a Bravo TV show, open up their strange family dynamic to the world, keep their church kind of private. We don't see a lot of the church on the show, which I thought they were supposed to be sharing their lives. We see Beauty Lab. We see Wild Rose Beauty. The only time we saw Mary's church was when Whitney went with her dad in season one. It's like the same thing with Jen Shaw. You know, we obviously all know that she's being accused of fraud. We don't know whether, you know, according to the court, if she is innocent or guilty yet innocent until proven guilty, I guess we will say, but we all have our own opinions. But it's just to me like the same type of people. Like they think they're untouchable and want whatever limelight they can get. But then when their skeletons start coming out of the closet, they're mad about it. It's like you wanted the spotlight. Don't be mad when people start uncovering these types of things. When you're on Bravo showing your Shaw chalet and your Shaw squad or, you know, your huge closet, Mary, people are going to ask questions. And it's, it's like this delusional thinking by these housewives that people aren't going to be like, huh, that doesn't add up and start to look into it. So do I think that Mary is done with the housewives? Absolutely. I really hope that we do get some answers and that people aren't getting scammed. Um, but I won't lose sleep that Mary Cosby will no longer be a housewife of Salt Lake City. All right, you guys, to wrap up this week's episode, I want to do a review of The Real Housewives of Miami. It's been out on Peacock for a little bit, but I just haven't had the opportunity to review it yet. Let me tell you, do not sleep on The Real Housewives of Miami. I was annoyed at first that they were trying to make Peacock happen. You know, they had the Ultimate Girls Trip and now Miami. But I just used my friend's login. So hopefully the Peacock police aren't listening to this episode of MPT. The cast of this reboot is amazing. Larsa Pippen, who I honestly think is the least interesting of this cast, if you can believe that. I'll get into it in a little bit. Um, we have Nicole, Gertie, Alexia, Lisa, Julia. That's the main cast. And then you also have Marisol and Adriana, who bring just as much to the show as their real cast. I will say that Alexia is the star of the show. She could have her own show if she wanted. Between, listen to this. If you are not listening to The Real Housewives in Miami, listen to what's going on in Alexia's life. Her ex-husband passed away. Now it's coming out that he might have had 
a, a gay lover and he is reaching out to her, wanting to talk to her. And she's like, what? My husband had this affair with his man and now he's dead and I have to put the pieces together. Now she is currently engaged again. Well, she's married now, but on the show, she's engaged to this guy who her son and the guy hate each other. They're constantly fighting with each other. And it's like, just wild to watch. And then there's a very touching story of her other son, Frankie, surviving a horrible car accident. And now he has special needs. So Alexia just has a lot going on. Her life, I can't believe it's her life, but it is riveting television. You have Larsa, whose main storyline is her OnlyFans. And that's... um. Pretty much it. I'm just waiting on her to spill the tea about the Kardashians. You have Julia, who is the flirt of the cast, and she flirts with everyone. When I say everyone, I mean everyone. We have Nicole. She's a doctor. She has two kids with her live-in boyfriend. On the show, she talks about how they don't really care to get engaged or married. But surprise, it actually just came out this week that Nicole is now engaged to that guy. We have Gertie. She's a party planner. She is planning Alexia's wedding. So there is some drama there, but she also plans all the parties that go south. You know, every party that's on a housewife show goes south. So that's always fun. And then Lisa, she owns a med spa. She was in the early seasons of Miami. So it's nice to see that familiar face in the reboot. Overall, I think because it is on the streaming platform, it's just a little edgier and I like it. You know, they're able to take some more risks with the content uh, they show and talk about because it's not cable TV. It kind of gives me Selling Sunset vibes. You know what I mean? We're just, you watch Selling Sunset on Netflix and it's very different from a reality TV show that you see on Bravo that has to comply with like the FCC, I think is what it is, maybe. I know it sucks that it's on Peacock, but pros and cons to it all, like if you're Housewives fan, it's a lot better than the Real Housewives of Orange County right now. I'll tell you that much. As far as rating for the Real Housewives of Miami reboot, I will give it six out of seven Peacocks. The animal, not the streaming service. All right, you guys, before we head out of this episode, I want to read a review. It's been a while. Can I just tell you, I love it when I read your guys' review. It really does make my week. I forget that people even listen to the podcast. So to get some feedback, good or bad, does the soul good. So these are some Apple reviews. Uh, Somebody said, the best pop culture podcast. Morgan is the best. Love her Instagram and her voice is made for this, even with this little post-COVID rasp. Okay. The review continues. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Podcasts go by in the blink of an eye. Only a matter of time before this blows up. Oh, thank you. That was Jen. Um, Also, somebody commented, best podcast. So happy I found Morgan on Instagram for you, Paige. This podcast is such a fun one. The deep dives are always what you want to know without having to do the dirty work. That was from Jacqueline. Thank you very, very much. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can give a star rating. If you go to the page, it's right at the top. Little boop, boop, five-star rating. You'll love to see it. All right, you guys, another episode in the books. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time. Peace. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. 
Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. 